listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. the broadcast basement on demand radio network sitting at my nine foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of chicago my name is chris lanuti and sitting across from me is the man behind windycityslam.com mike pankow mike this is the first ever windy city slam podcast are you ready it's a new day yes it is <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so quick programming note. This is coming out simultaneously on the brand new Windy City Slam podcast feed. And that's going to be, we're going to have a podcast player that will just show up at WindyCitySlam.com. So people can just go to the website and you'll be able to get it on iTunes. It's already been submitted to iTunes. And once we get five episodes in, I can get it on Spotify and it will slowly get picked up by all the other podcast players that are out there. But right now, the best spot is WindyCitySlam.com. And also you can go get it on your Apple podcast as well. All right. There's lots that I want to get to. It's going to be a half hour show every week coming out on Tuesdays. First off, tell me what's happened big over the past weekend here. Catch us all up on what's going on locally in Chicago. All right, some recent happenings, and we're going to go back uh, uh, a couple extra days, um, obviously, because we want to talk about Tessa Blanchard. That was uh, January the 12th, which is the, the weekend prior to the last weekend. She won the Impact Wrestling World Championship, and that's a men's championship. She has been fighting men on a uh, regular basis the last several months in Impact. She's had this long feud with Sammy Callahan, it culminated at Hard to Kill in Dallas. Uh, that's one of Impact's, uh, I think, four or five big pay-per-views of the year. And she won the title in the main event. Big celebration, culmination of a, of a long, hard feud with Sammy, and a long storyline, too, which um, had her be denied the X Division Championship right here in our backyard uh, in suburban Chicago at the Odium last October in that ladder match. So it was a, a great moment there. Tess is the champion. She's, she's going to be really busy in the next few weeks in the area, too. We'll get to that at some point down the line at Warrior Wrestling. Switching to another really, really good show, which took place the very same day, January 12th, NXT UK, probably the one show that if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's on the WWE Network every week. They did a takeover in Blackpool on January 12th. It was a strong show. The WWE United Kingdom champion Walter retained that title over Joe Coffey of Gallus. It was a brutal, hard-hitting, physical affair. Walter's got the goods. He, he's like six foot five, maybe 280, 300 pounds um, from Vienna, Austria. Hard hitter. He could even move around a little bit in that ring. Uh, he's a big brute, kind of in the mold of an Otto Vons from back in the day. And also... Probably one of the highlight matches of that show as well was the four-team uh, four NXT UK Tag Team Championship ladder match. And that was won by Gallus, uh, Wolfgang, and Mark Coffey. And man, Flash Morgan Webster took some ridiculously sick bumps in that match. Uh, Flash and, and Mark Andrews was one of the other teams. Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and then uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake, the Grizzly Young veterans, are also part of that match, and they're an amazing tag team. If you have not watched NXT UK and maybe caught a glimpse of them on NXT this past week, they're the real deal. Zach Gibson, James Drake, 
they get some serious heel heat. Um, you should see them in, in the UK. Um, during their shows, fans actually will take their shoes off, and there's this chant saying, if you hate Gibson, shoes off, and they stand up with their shoes off, <laughs> waving them around. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And then... Uh, <laughs> This is exactly this is exactly why I want to do Windy City Slam. F- finish your sentence because then I want to explain why we're doing this podcast. Because you just you just illustrated it right there in the first five minutes of the show. And also, too, I have to explain a little bit about his partner, James Drake. He actually has a, a silhouette of his face on the back of his trunks, so the fans cheer uh, our face at him. So good stuff. <laughs> okay, so so this I think this nails it right here. Mike is an intense wrestling fan. I'm the kind of guy who knows a lot about the mainstream history of things and enjoys a good live match. And I will take my time from time to time and say, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this or I'm going to sit down and watch that. But the amount of programming that's out there between your WWE and all the programs they put out every week and then your AEW. And then when you move on to the things like you said, warrior wrestling, you've got, you you just brought up an NXT, uh, uh, Great Britain. I mean, that's insane. Yes. UK, (laughs) you're keeping track of all of these leagues. How much wrestling do you consume in a given week? Do you think? Um, Thankfully, there's commercials. I can fast forward through some of (laughs) some of them. Like there's no way you could have kept up without (laughs) being able to flip through things. But I mean, you just must every day consume wrestling, right? A little bit every day. But, um, you know, usually mostly Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are the the basic shows like your WWE's on those three days as well as uh, AEW on Wednesday, probably eight to nine hours a week, you know, with some fast forwarding and with some multitasking too, because obviously I can't just sit by the TV the whole time and just do that. Well, it's laundry or some other work or having to take a shower. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Yeah. five hour nap in the middle of the night, you know, sometimes you got to wake up in the middle of it to catch something going on live on the other side of the world. I get it. I completely understand. Uh, if, if I had to ask you, buddy, what were the top five wrestling shows right now? Right now. And if you want to insert in there a promotion that's local in Chicago. So let's say, I don't want you to just say WWE mm-hmm. pick like a specific brand that WWE is doing but then feel free to also throw in some sort of promotion that maybe is local if you like it. If you had to rank your top five promotions, let's call them. Let's call each one of those WWE things a different promotion because let's be honest, Raw is different from SmackDown. is mm-hmm. different from NXT. W- what would they be right now? Wow. Um, that's, uh, there's a lot of promotions then. Yeah. I mean, there's through. a lot that you can kind of go through. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking TV top or not TV or TV or not live, TV. Live like events. if you had to sit there and say there could only be five strings of wrestling. Like, there could only be so many of them because it's so much, okay? What would I want for sure? Like, what do you reach out instinctively? This is why I didn't prepare you for this question. Because I wanted you to give me, like, an honest answer. Like, like I really love Impact, or I really love Warrior, or SmackDown's the best, or just something. Like, what would you go with? And you don't even need to give me specific order. Just give me five. Wow. Even cutting it down to five is pretty tough. Yeah, I know. Of good stuff. I know. Right Especially now, locally, too. I can see steam coming out of your ears because you don't know what to say. <laughs> But because there's so many good products that are out there. But just give me the first five off the top of your head. And you know what? Next week, I'll ask you if any of it changes after you've given it like a week's of thought. Okay. Okay. Well, I think my favorite right now is NXT. NXT it's, on Wednesday nights, yeah, that with, product. With the full sale crowd, with the two hours a week, uh, just great matches. I think, think they answer the bell every Wednesday night. Triple H does a great job with it. 
the, you got the veteran indie guys that are hungry to, for maybe to get a little bit bigger. And then you got the young guys coming up to um, hopefully we'll see Velveteen Dream back soon. He's one of my favorite young guys, but we haven't seen him for a few months. But that's besides the point, I guess. NXT definitely right up there. Um, I mentioned NXT UK. I, I guess they could probably be in my top five. Wow, look yeah. at that. Okay. Yeah. So you got both NXT, you got the UK product and the US mainstream product as two of your top five right mm-hmm. now, just off the top of your head. Yeah, and going locally now, um, really, really love Warrior Wrestling. I've been to most of their shows. Uh, Steve does a great job. He gets a lot of talent from all around the world. <laughs> Japan, Mexico, the UK, uh, top indie United States talent, guys from Impact, guys from AEW. It's like a superstar show every time you go. I mean, you don't even get a chance to take a breath sometimes. It's, it's so exciting. It, it's just from top to bottom, every match, you're like cheering and chanting, and it's absolutely crazy. And also, staying locally, um, AAW, I mean, they've been running for a little over 15 years now. It's, it's a company... That always brings very high-level independent talent, guys that have gone on to WWE and NXT, and even guys coming back from larger organizations, and guys like coming from Impact and stuff like that, too, or Major League Wrestling. Um, you got Eddie Kingston, who was at Impact. He's been doing a lot of their shows. Uh, Sammy Callahan, who was, was the Impact champion, he, he does a lot of their shows. A couple of other... Um, local companies um well hold I, on hold on now we've got four okay you give me well, four off the top of your head so far so now like i just want to point out something that you you're lacking here you've got nxt and nxt uk mm-hmm. you've got warrior wrestling and aaw mm-hmm. you have yet to mention wwe raw mm-hmm. wwe smackdown or the aew product yeah this is where it gets and that's, that's really what's interesting tough. here because if i had to give you one more spot like you you already went with two local chicago yeah. that you can't live without you can't live without those two local chicago ones and you can't live without the two NXT ones because those are the first two that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. Okay. So now just this, give me this your where it's hard. This is what, 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 what is it? I mean, like right now, I mean, <laughs> are you right now in your brain trying to choose between AEW and one of the two WWE products? Or are you still tempted to go with another local Chicago wrestling? I mean, wrestling? you've got AEW, you've got uh-huh. SmackDown. Right, right. And then there's also Freelance, or if you can count it as one, Freelance slash Freelance Underground. Yeah, they're two kind of different promotions. But most of the same wrestlers work for them. Wow. So a lot of the shows are kind of the similar, kind of the same. Uh, this is amazing to me. I think <laughs> this is why this podcast is going to be so much fun because you, you're you struggling so hard yeah. with this. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a it's pass. It's hard to cut it to five. I'm going to give you a pass. I'm going to let you come up with your solid five next week. Okay? That's some pressure. Your solid five next week that are your go-tos. And I'll even let you give me an honorable mention or two. Not 12 honorable mentions, Mike. <laughs> two honorable mentions. Okay. And, and, then, and then what we'll do is we'll reevaluate every once in a while. We'll see whether or not somebody's moved into Mike Pankow's top five wrestling promotions. Like that, <laughs> It's almost like an award in itself that I can already see growing, and it's only episode <laughs> one of the Windy City Slam podcast. And there are so many other shows, too, other companies that you know I, I don't talk about as much, but they're out there. They're doing great work, and they're absolutely, you know, there's like five or six or seven local companies that put on kick-ass shows every month. I mean, it's amazing how many good promotions and how much good wrestling there really is in the area right now best show you've seen in the last six months live last six months live wow going back um i'm gonna say uh not even it wasn't even in chicago it was down in florida at full sail university it's nxt live last october really yeah so you saw one of the live tapings 
at full sale. Yeah. That's the best one you've seen in six months. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was riveted from start to finish. It, the, the intimate setting reminds you of an, a freelance or an AAW here in Chicago. The, the caliber of talent is amazing. The crowd is it's on its feet for most of the matches. They, they do know how to come down a little bit so they can get back up for the bigger moments. So it's not like a, a certain shows where you feel like you got to be at a 10 the entire night. But it, it's, it's a really good show. I mean, I just love the atmosphere. My first time down there is probably about 400 people. It's just a little studio, but it, it's a thrilling show, and I loved it. All right. And what do you have coming up? What's the next one or next couple that you see yourself heading to right now? And I'm guessing they're local. I'm hoping to, to hit the Freelance Underground on um, February the 8th down in Joliet. That's just footsteps from my home for me. They put on a great show last uh, October, and uh, part of that show, and obviously we'll probably get into that a little bit in the next couple of weeks or so, um, the, the championship match will be between GPA, who's the Freelance Underground Champion, and Egotistical Fantastico, who is an That's awesome guy. Name. That's He's a great actually name. from Joliet, too, That's a which great I found name. out fairly recently. So Yeah, I love that name. You've said that name before when we've done it on the Broadcast Basement podcast when you were coming on it as a guest before we came up with this. Like that, that's a, I love that name. That's a, that's an like I like a good wrestling name and a good wrestling gimmick. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about wrestling names, wrestling gimmicks. We're going to talk about a lot of wrestling here on the Windy City <laughs> podcast, uh, Windy City Slam podcast. How do you find Windy City Slam? Tell everybody real quick. Well, it's windycityslam.com is the main site for stories and photos, and then we also have a Facebook page, Instagram page, and a Twitter account. So we, we put a lot of our content and all that stuff. And I also have a personal YouTube page. Just go to my name, Mike Pankow. Um, it's kind of building up a little bit now. I do have a lot of my wrestling interviews on there from the last couple of years. I have some other stuff on there, too, that I've done in the past. But now it's mostly wrestling. So you can check out a phone interview with Jay Lethal, a phone interview with Frankie Gazarian, um, an interview with Dave LaGreca from Busted Open Radio. And we're going to start having some interviews on this show. You've already been starting to put together everything. I mean, this is episode one, but this is, I'm expecting, like, you know, we're gonna, you're going to be out mobile. You're going to be backstage of things. You're mm-hmm. going to be talking to different people. You're going to be doing these interviews with people. And people are going to get a chance to have this place. As a, this is going to be your stop every week on Tuesdays. We're going to be able to follow what's going on in the world of wrestling locally and nationally right with Windy City Slam Pod. Yes. Mike, first thing, this is our first like regular segment that we're going to try out. I don't know how often we're going to do this. Explain this to me like I'm a noob. Uh, this is once in a while, I'm just going to come up with something, generally in the national spotlight, that if somebody flipped on, let's say, that program and watched what was going on, they would be completely confused. So if there are people out there checking this out and they haven't watched that promotion in a while or that show, and they're thinking to themselves, I'd love to get back into it, but I have no idea what the hell is going on. Mike Pankow is now going to explain it to you like you are a noob. This week, we're talking the Lana Rousseff thing, whatever that, whatever that is, because that is maybe one of the more confusing storylines in all of pro wrestling. Am I wrong? Uh, it, it certainly is. Yeah. Okay. So explain this to me like I'm a noob. I thought these two were married. How did this start and what's going on right now? Catch people up. 
Well, in real life, they actually are married. And I know. So this is what makes it so weird. Yeah. yeah. I just think Vince wanted to throw a little bit of a curveball, um, have a little uh, tension between uh, Rusev and, and Lana, and then have the revelation of Bobby Lashley was was um, sleeping with Lana. Lana was cheating on Rusev with Lashley. So, so is that how that starts? So basically, there's a little tension between the two of them mm-hmm. going back in the storyline. Yeah. And then... Bobby Lashley is found out to be her secret lover. Yeah. Okay. So it's that. That's still a, that's a basic WWE sure. storyline at the beginning of this. Yeah. Thing, okay. So now Rusev, of course, is probably angry, mm-hmm. hurt, a lot of emotion there. She's probably walking out now with her new man. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yes. I mean, I'm just guessing that. Yes, that's okay? correct. <laughs> so now they're out there and he's fighting. So now, what's the next twist that happens? Well, they've had all kinds of situations where Lashley's been fighting, and then Rusev would jump over the barricade and attack him, and yeah, out of the crowd yeah, angle. Yeah, out of the another, crowd. Another yep. normal standard. I mean, that's a paint-by-numbers WWE move mm-hmm. right there. Okay. Yeah, and there were also um, times where Lana and Lashley got a restraining order against Rusev. So, okay, yeah, it can't be within Which I'm like sure is enforceable in every court in the land. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. internationally. Yeah. <laughs> of course, every time he would break the... He would break that restraining order and then would get arrested. Yes, you know, excellent. By either the local police with my um, just some guy with a security shirt on. Yeah, just yes, some okay. local independent wrestler with a security <laughs> shirt. Exactly. Or as Triple H and call- a set of handcuffs that may or may not have fur on them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. As right. Triple H would would call them the guardians of the independent scene. And that goes back to his uh, little uh, feud with uh, Batista before WrestleMania last year. So now it gets weird, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like now they decide Lana decides she's going to marry Bobby. Yep, they have this okay. big ceremony. They, so th- did they have a divorce? Like, did she actually get have a divorce proceeding with Rusev, or was that just left to the imagination? I think that Remember? was just left to the imagination. Okay. They didn't actually have like some skit or, or okay. So they didn't have her like, like filing that. for divorce or anything no. like that. Okay. Which, by the way, what happened to the accent, Lana? It was sexy. It seems to have disappeared. I thought she was a Russian. So anyway. Kind of like Kofi Kingston yeah, a number of years ago. Yeah, I like, what happened to the accent? You know? <laughs> what happened to speaking Russian all the time? Or the three Russian words that you do? Now it's all gone. All right, so so now they have the wedding, and this is the weird thing that everybody talked about all across yep. social media. This is the thing that if somebody is thinking about getting into this, they break this down because they heard about this. This trended everywhere, mm-hmm. even though it was an absolute train wreck. It trended because it was a train wreck. Yep. Break that down for me. Well, they had the one pre- of the longest segments in WWE history. They had the preacher in the ring. They're right. in the ring, and then of course, you know, the whole thing where they say it at most of these wrestling weddings, if anybody has any issue or whatever like that, and then um, one ex comes out, the other ex comes out, and then um, what other ex? Uh, well, Bobby what, had an ex. Bobby's quote ex, not his real ex, but uh-huh. an ex, an actor or okay. actress, actress, an an, uh, an ex of. Um, Lana's came out, an, another actor, I believe. I don't know if she was previously married other than Rusev. Okay, but, so, uh, so two people that we haven't <laughs> seen to this point come out, and yep. they, they, they riff. Because they're, and we've, and that, that just makes it weird. It doesn't make a lot of point, but it's, we're just building here. So then what happens? And then, I'm, and I'm and assuming that, big giant cake in the middle or something. There was a some, cake. A, a box with we'll, a present we'll or something like that. We'll get to that in just okay. a second. All right. There was a third person that comes out. It was another, it was another woman. And she's like, you know, all distraught and stuff like that. And, you know, and everybody thinks, oh, um, Bobby Lashley was dating Liv Morgan. And right. Liv Morgan the was the one that Liv came out. And, and no, Liv Morgan reveals that um, she uh, was in love with Lana and she, you know, they were we together. Have a lesbian twist between two hot blondes. Yeah, a little M. Vince goes back to that well so often. <laughs> I mean, that's a Vince move right there. 
let's get two blondes yeah. with big boobs. That's going back and to 2002. Let's bring them of. in there, and then we can have them kiss in front of the crowd. Like, you know, right? It's more of a PG storyline now <laughs> rather than like uh, TV 14 like it was in 2002. But <laughs> Yeah, I know. Sable's not out there. Just a string covering yeah. somehow everything with just a string. I, I get that. Okay. Mm. So... So now that's been then, revealed. That's the shock. Yeah. Okay. And then the big cake's in the ring. Of course, the big top of the cake comes off, and guess who comes out of the well, cake? Well, we haven't seen Rusev yet. Yeah, and that's the okay. man. Rusev comes out. Tags Lashley. Live with Tags Lana. We have a cat fight between those two. Yeah. Rusev beats the crap out of Lashley. It's just an unmitigated disaster. There's a huge overrun, which usually they haven't been doing lately. Probably ran 20 to 25 minutes total and maybe like five to 10 minutes on an overrun. It's it was a lot it was of time for the yeah. storyline. Yeah. I mean, everybody else got to quit early and start drinking beers in the back. At least it wasn't as bad as some of these. Uh, th- there was a This Is Your Life story that Alexa Bliss and uh, Bailey had about a year or so ago, which was absolutely brutal. You can't duplicate Mankind and The Rock. No, you this can't. This Is Your Life. No. You can't. It, it was perfect in what it was. And trying to duplicate it will always go bad. And to Alexa's and Bailey's credit at that point, they both did their jobs right. It was just everything else around it was just a, a uh, crap show. Right, a train right. Wreck. Okay. So back to this. So where we stand right now, I'm imagining we got Liv teamed up with Rusev. Mm-hmm. And these now we have these we have these intergender tag matches is probably what's been going on. As a, a matter of fact, by the time you hear this, uh, that match will have aired on Raw okay. this past week. All right. That's going to be the one thing with this, because we're going to have to record on Mondays and stuff's going to come out on Tuesday. So the one thing that's going to hit us is something crazy happens on Raw. You're going to have to wait a week for Mike to be able to comment mm-hmm. on it. But there's always something going on in wrestling. So it's very, very difficult to find a date. And that's why we're going to at least get things out like as quick as we can, because we don't want you to record on a Monday and we put it out on a Thursday. And there's been like six shows that have happened all across mm-hmm. wrestling. So that's what we're going to end up doing. So where does this go? I mean, I would assume eventually... Lana ends back up with Rusev, but it could be like a year from now, right? Yeah, I like, can I can totally see that. Right. I mean, I mean it, it could be a few weeks from now for right. all WWE knows. Something's I mean. going to happen. Or Rusev starts <laughs> dating Liv now, yeah. you know, and then... We'll the, have more twists first, Right, I'm there'll sure. be more twists and turns and strange things that are going to happen. Bobby and Liv will end up with each other. They'll face, <laughs> they'll face Rusev and Lana. But Dave, if you're a noob, you can flip on Raw, and you know what's going on now with that crazy, ridiculous storyline. Thank you, Mike, for... For telling me it like I was a noob. (laughs) Well, I gave it my best shot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Southsiders, are you White Sox fans? The number one most downloaded White Sox podcast, according to Podbean.com, is Sox in the Basement. And it's part of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. Insider interviews, stat breakdowns, and coverage year-round. Join me and my buddy Dave and all kinds of great guests each and every week for 30 Minutes of Socks. It's found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Um, just a couple quick tips in my head. Um, Ileana Pro Wrestling had a show up in uh, Streamwood this past weekend. It was their debut on the Northwest suburbs. They're usually kind of a South Suburban or a Northwest Indiana promotion. And the reason why I mentioned them is because two guys on social media, Joey Roth and Chaz Moretti, built up this great little back and forth on, on social with videos and posts about how they're going to beat each other up and and this was for the IPW Chicagoland Championship. Joey Roth successfully defended the title. 
And I just thought it, the whole build up to it was pretty awesome. Um, actually, for Freelance Underground last year, too, this kind of reminds me of another match. Pat Monix and Joe Alonzo did some great internet videos, promos, hyping themselves up. This is what the independent guys have to do to promote themselves, to promote the matches, promote the companies that they're working for, you know, because not everybody's going to be out there um, reporting on this stuff and filming stuff. So great job by all four of those guys I just mentioned. Um, great job by Joey Roth, Chaz Moretti. I mean, that, that made that title a little bit more special just because people kind of followed it on social media and these guys got the word out. One more thing I didn't jot down, Backwoods Brown, who's a local guy, really good dude outside the ring, won the GLCW title up in Wisconsin uh, this past weekend. So good for him. Thumbs up, Backwoods. Okay, Royal Rumble's coming up, right? Yes, indeed. We're getting close to this season. This is whenever I fall out of WWE, and I think a lot of people over the holidays do. I think there's that time period where it just like things get busy and you'll mm-hmm. get some fans that'll kind of disappear and they try to join back in. It's like the restart button. Yeah, it is. Everything gets going again. So when is it happening and what are the storylines going into it that people need to know about if they want to get back into WWE? Royal Rumble is this Sunday night. Um, we obviously have the men's Royal Rumble match and the women's Royal Rumble match, and we have um, a few other uh, highlighted matches going into it. Uh, we'll touch upon some of the singles matches first. Uh, the WWE Championship is the Fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Daniel Bryan, and it's going to be a strap match now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I like a strap match. Yeah, it's where they, they're kind of both hooked up at the wrist with the strap, and then obviously they can strap each other with it. And then I believe in, in past WWE strap matches, you got to touch each of the corners in succession while the other guy's somewhat incapacitated, incapacitated to win the match. Will Daniel Bryan get a shot at the title in terms of another run as champion, or will the Fiend keep rolling? We'll have to see about that. I'm not sure if I really have a prediction for that, and I have a feeling the, the Fiend will retain. But well, I mean, going. it's coming up this weekend. I want predictions. Yeah. So you're thinking the Fiend? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, okay, I'm on the spot. Let's yeah, go you're on the, the spot. Let's, let's go with the Fiend. Go Fiend. Okay. All right. All right. Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defends the title against Asuka. Ironically enough, one year ago, Asuka made Becky tap out in that match in the at the Royal Rumble pay per view. And then a couple hours later, Becky comes out as number 30 in the Rumble, wins the Rumble, starts her run towards Becky two belts to that huge main event with Becky, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania last year. But Asuka's the one that kind of was still in the way, even though she kind of went up to the side for a while. Now she's the win- part of the women's tag team champions. Uh, got a couple things over on Becky the last few weeks, spit the mist in her face. So I'm thinking Becky finally climbs that obstacle, beats Oscar, retains that title, and we might have a little surprise for WrestleMania coming up too, uh, as I'll get to in just a second when we talk about the women's Royal Rumble. Does Oscar come walking out then in the Rumble and do the same thing to come back and take it, anything like that? Or like Possibly. Also, okay. Possibly. All right. All right. We're up against the clock, so I want to get to the big stuff with the Rumble, okay? So we have the women's rumble, we have the men's rumble. Yes. Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's do the men's rumble real quick. Okay. I think you might see some surprises in that rumble, and my big prediction for a surprise is Edge coming back. How could he come back? I thought he was nine years. His neck out. was screwed up. Yeah, it was. And supposedly, how can he come a few back? Months this, ago, he's old. The, he's going to end up in a wheelchair. It's a terrible idea. Closely, the rumor is of several months back he was cleared by a doctor to do this. And we'll see if it actually happens, but I, I, I have a feeling it might actually happen. Edge comes back. I don't know if he's going to win the thing, but I think we're going to see him um, 
see him back in that match. Does Christian show up in the match as well to help him? <laughs> that would be interesting. Like that, too. I mean, like that's the thing. Yeah. Like Edge gets out there. He's probably in better shape than Edge. And is. Edge gets out there, and people start beating up on Edge. And mm-hmm. the next entrant entrant is Christian. Now that'd be cool. That's something. And I then they even come in of. and they do the tag team moves. Like yeah. that would that would be the pop for me. Like me sitting pose. on my couch, I'm spilling popcorn <laughs> while I'm jumping out of my seat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And real quick, too, Brock Lesnar's in the match, even though the WWE champion usually is not in the match, but he's in the match. He wants to prove that his superiority, and he's even entered at number one. So it's going to be interesting to see where this story well, goes. Well, he can't with him. win because he's the champion. So how do you, how do you, get I know, to the end unless, kind of he's, unless, he, hole, yes. unless this is one of those things where he's going to hold both, t- like two different titles? Because at the end of the Rumble, don't Rock they get the picks? Don't you get to pick what belt that you want? Yeah. Okay. So he can hold two belts. Yeah. So that'll be what the storyline is for him. Yeah. Okay. And there's some people hoping that CM Punk comes back. You just no, never know. No, he's not coming back. You just never know. He's not coming back. <laughs> is it in Chicago? <laughs> no, it's then not. Then he's not coming back. All right? <laughs> he's not coming back unless he's in front of the crowd in Chicago. That's when CM Punk comes back if he ever comes back. He, he gets the biggest pop in Chicago. All right? And if it's not for WWE, it's going to be with AEW when he finally turns heel on WWE and, and leaves and goes over there. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go with the women's <laughs> Royal Rumble. Yes, there's only a few uh, handful of people announced for that match so far. The top names are Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss. I think we see Shayna Baszler come up from NXT and compete in this match. She might even be main roster permanently now since she just recently lost the NXT women's title. She could be a surprise winner and end up facing Becky. But my surprise, I'm holding out for it, even though people think she's done, I think Ronda Rousey comes back and wins it and faces Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. I think Ronda Rousey coming back makes an awful lot of sense. You know, the thing that stinks about the the women's Royal Rumbles is that there's just not as many old school women's wrestlers that can come back out and still do it and get the pop. Yeah, there's, you know? there's a handful. I mean, Trish Stratus but, can show up, but she mm-hmm. shows up every year. So it's not as exciting now, although I've always been in love with Trish. I mean, she was my favorite I, right away. I'll, I'll just say that right now. My favorite of all time is Trish Stratus. Yeah, she I was... hope she's a wonderful person because <laughs> I love every other part about her. But I mean, like that. I mean, like that. She's my favorite, and and so like she's gonna come out. And I mean, like yeah, there's Trish, you know. But I mean, th- th- I, there's not like they have like somebody that just comes out of nowhere that you're gonna be like super excited about. That's like that's old school that we haven't seen already. Yeah. I think that's what stinks about it, you know. Yeah, that's that's a little bit rough because especially since the women's division has just had a nice revival over the last few years. But Trish Stratus, real quick, you mentioned her. She was very green when she first started. Everybody loved the way she looked, and obvious for obvious of course, reasons. Because she's gorgeous. But she grew into it so well. She, she got really picked, good at wrestling. Yeah, she picked it she up like very a very good at wrestling. Fish the water. It yeah. was she became one of the best ever. All right, as we wrap up, we never mentioned AEW. Which is crazy. And I don't want to be accused of being a WWE show because we're the furthest thing from it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you three minutes on all the AEW you got, okay? And then we're going to wrap up this first episode of the Windy City Slam podcast. Well, AEW right now uh, still looks like a collision course between Chris Jericho and John Moxley at Revolution, which will be in Chicago at the end of February. That will be for the AEW championship. I know they're having a little mini tournament right now uh, to determine the quote number one contender. Uh, I believe this this week on uh, Dynamite, it's Pack against John Moxley, which I think John Moxley goes over. Uh, Jericho tried getting Moxley to join Inner Circle. Moxley's uh, kind of teased that he was joining, and then at the end of the end of the segment, he took Chris Jericho's bubbly, broke the bottle over his head. So there you go. There's John Moxley we know and love. Here's here's a question I have for you as we get to the end of the show. Whenever we talk about AEW, yeah, they got different names, 
But all the guys that are up at the top are former WWE Pretty guys. much. So when does the moment come where somebody actually grows out of AEW and becomes a star in AEW instead of being an established star? Because remember, that was the problem with WCW. WCW basically just grabbed guys you already knew. Yeah. But the things that were great about it is when a Chris Jericho came out of nowhere and people loved him because he wasn't told, you weren't told this is Hulk Hogan. You're supposed to like him, right? And that, and that, that was the one thing that when they were at their best, it was when they had finally started to grow guys within WCW became stars. Yeah, Chris it, Jericho, Rey we, Mysterio, yes, Goldberg. Yes, guys so like that. How, long, how long until we start getting to that, do you think? Because I think it's I a think necessary it's thing for AEW to, to thrive, where it isn't Chris Jericho up at the top all the time, and, and Max, like there's other guys. Yeah, I think it's starting already, and the one guy you should be watching out for is MJF. He's getting this huge rivalry now with Cody Rhodes. Um, he turned on, he was supposedly his protege, but he turned on, like, everybody knew it was coming, but he milked it and milked it until Cody had his big match against Jericho at uh, the pay-per-view last November. And then that's when MJF turned on him. Now, MJF has a big bully in his corner named Wardlow, who people might know from Warrior Wrestling a little bit. Nah, he's signed with AEW full-time. Kind of gives him a little bit of muscle. But MJF, probably the best heel in the business right now, has a put-down for everybody, made fun of people like in wheelchairs. He posed for a picture for a guy at StarCast while he was eating a yogurt. I mean, how <laughs> pompous and cocky is this guy? Eating a, uh, what looked like a yogurt parfait, which maybe from McDonald's, we don't know. He'll probably never admit that because he's rich and haughty and all that. But, uh, but yeah, this, was, this, this guy is a heel through and through, and he's going to be one of the guys, I think, that steps up big time in AEW. Watch out for MJF. That's Mike Pankow. I'm Chris Lanuti, and this has been the first episode of Windy City Slam, the podcast. So, I mean, this is, I mean, I, there's, we can only go up from here. Every yeah. time I listen to like the first episode of a podcast, I go, wow, we really changed over the next couple of months when we did things. But I think we've got some good ideas. We're going to have some guests in here. You're going to be out live at different events. You're going to be getting the audio from the people backstage. We're going to start getting more entrenched in everything. You're already there for crying out loud. Windy City Slam has been covering Chicago wrestling now for a while, and people are starting to get to know the name Mike Pankow when he's backstage, okay? So, my friend, I will see you next week for episode number two. All right. And now I've got to get to some, I got to get to work. I got to figure out, like, you know, theme music and, uh, like, I mean, there's some work. I got some work I got to do. I got to go into the lab now and start putting this thing together. Windy City Slam can be found on your Twitter, on your Facebook, on your Instagram. There's a website, WindyCitySlam.com. You can get this podcast right now on Apple Podcasts, soon to be on Spotify and all the other podcast players. It is spreading out there right now across the podcast universe. We will see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Say that.